Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Pivoted Success Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jared Goldsmith of ESACS, and we're also joined by Sean Cochran of TCC Canada. We have a very special guest today, Timothy Walker from Tiger Lily Marketing. Timothy, thank you so much for taking the time today. Oh my gosh, this is the highlight of my day, honestly. It, it actually is the highlight of my week. I get to hang out with people. It's awesome. Well, usually people say it the opposite when they see me, but I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> All good. So, Timothy, during, during these crazy uncertain times that have been going on for quite some time, and who knows how long it's going to go for, tell me a little bit about you. What is Tiger Lily Marketing? What are you all about? So, Jared, let me just um, tell people, because you and I are on business meetings all the time, but just so that people understand what's going on here, um, <laughs> because they, they might be distracted by activity. Dogs, um, kids. Well, yeah. the highlight, honestly, the highlight of my COVID experience was uh, I adopted a rescue dog. So, so this is Buddy. Hi. Um, and whenever I'm on a call with you or with Ottawa Board of Trade or Invest Ottawa, he seems to think that I'm talking to him and that I need, you know, his immediate attention. So I, I apologize in advance, but he seems to think that, you know, this is his moment in the sun. Um, so pivoting, um, it's a dog's yeah. life boy. Yeah. Um, you know, Jared, you and I have talked about this in April. Um, holy cow. Like we were down 84% because a lot of our clients were events and like Ottawa race weekend, like big, like 50 Sussex, all that kind of stuff. Um, so April was looking, um, almost traumatic right april may june um so we did do a pivot i wouldn't say that we completely rejigged our business but we started to pay a lot more attention to um which is how you and i did a lot of work together which ottawa board of trade small to mediums right the sme group we saw each other every wednesday because you volunteered i volunteered um so we started to pay attention to Main Street because Main Street, you know, I'm sure Sean can talk about this. Main Street, we knew was going to have a really difficult time. So um, I wouldn't say that we pivoted our business so much as we tried to figure out how to help those who were on the front lines of this Um in a way that we hadn't done before because we we're mostly corporate, right? So we wanted to figure out ways that uh, Tiger Lily Marketing, and, and um, every time I say that, you know this, but every time I say that, it warms my heart because it was named after my dad. Um, um, we tried to figure out how to bring what we know with, our group has like a hundred years, like literally a hundred years of experience with marketing and communications to the people that needed it most. And one of the very first things that I did was I offered our services for free. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's a huge asset, Timothy, but, but how, yeah. nobody could have prepared for this. We hear it quite often. It's just out of left field and every, the whole world's changed. Right, and, and you know, you're one of the last people that I hugged um, at social. I haven't washed my hands since. <laughs> but at an event that you were hosting with 
I mean, can you imagine Su Ling Ching just joined Ottawa Board of Trade as the CEO? I saw her. I saw, you know, Nikki Bridgeland from Rito Sports Center. Who could have imagined that, you know, in the time literally that it took me to walk to get my car at the Shaw Center, that life was going to change in that time. So, um, gosh, I, like Jared and Sean, like we're almost at a year, a year since that date. It's scary to think it's been so long, especially when it first came down and they're like, it's just a couple of weeks. Don't worry about it. It's no big deal. We'll sort this out. And here we are a year in and not really a huge uh, end in sight. I mean, obviously there's whispers of the potential end, but uh, who's to say how that's going to pan out, right? So, Kimothy, just to take things back a little bit, tell us a little bit more about Tiger Lily Marketing and what sort of brought you to um, creating it in the first place. Sure. So, uh, actually, seven years ago this month, well, next month, March, um, I left a little company that some people have heard of called CTV News. And... um, uh, I knew I wanted to do communications. That's kind of all I knew. I really didn't have a plan. <laughs> really. That you enjoyed on working with CTV? What I enjoyed? Everything. Yeah. Um, I, I loved my job, honestly. Like, I didn't leave because I didn't like it anymore. I loved my job. Um, but uh, I was 45 at the time. I had been doing it my entire adult life. Um, Max Keeping hired me when I was 21 years old and I just wanted to try something new. It was that simple. Um, I wasn't laid off um, as I, uh, unfortunately I know a lot of people have been. This was a personal choice for me that at 45 years old, I decided I wanted to try something new. Mm-hmm. And at the time, honestly, Sean, you're going to laugh out loud about this, I'm sure. But I thought, entrepreneurship, how hard could it be? <laughs> huh? um, so I'm, I'm very happy because you, you both know the stats, right, about entrepreneurship and uh, failure rates um, in year one, five, and in our case now, seven. Um, So I decided that I wanted to storytell for entrepreneurs, um, which was my strength as, you know, an investigative reporter. And I did W5 and some other stuff. Um, I wanted to help people storytell and get their stories out there in a way that um, was effective. Tiger Lily was because my, my dad, who I lost on this journey, used to call me Tiger Lily. Um, and it really resonated with me because, um, tiger lilies are redheaded, Sean. I think that you could, uh, you know, uh, appreciate this. They get buried in pounds of road salt in a Canadian winter and they still bloom in the spring. And in Asia where I've done some work, they're a sign of prosperity. So that's how tiger lily marketing was created. Um, and we do everything. We do everything from, you know, websites and brands and um, all that kind of stuff. But um, Jared, I think that you and I are very aligned with the fact that it really comes down to the story. What are you trying to um, tell people 
about who you are and what you do because that actually helps you market and sell your product. You know what, the, some very important uh, points there. Yeah, entrepreneurship's not easy. People tend to go head first without realizing that there's no water in the swimming pool. They have to do something <laughs> about it and prepare ahead of time for potential pitfalls. Just because you have a great product or service, you might not know anything about business and most people don't. But you said storytelling, that's huge, right? It's always about the experience. It doesn't matter what your, your services or products are, it has to be an experience. Well, you know, um, I was having this conversation with somebody yesterday who is a, a new client. And, and again, like uh, we were talking before, like I, I feel really reticent. We had five new clients this week, um, but I feel really reticent to share that because I know there are so many people suffering. Um but we're doing really well, but this client has an amazing story. Like, like just mind-blowingly amazing, you know, working with indigenous and Métis and Inuit people, um, you know, it's a, a coffee production house. I'm sure you both know who I'm talking about. And, um, the story is really compelling, but I always say to people when it comes to marketing and comms, you can have the most amazing thing in the world. And if nobody knows about it, you can't sell it. Yeah. And if you don't have a compelling story on your website, on your branding, on your social media, you can't actually sell it because it's not going to resonate with people. So the storytelling part for me is um, so exciting because I listen to them. We have, you know, a couple hours of conversations, mm -hmm. often with some of our other team members. And then we figure out what are your key messages and what's your story? Um, because we can't, we can't do anything without a story. Yeah. People talk about the, oh, I'm the best kept secret. So, and so, well, you're not doing something right. You're not getting your story across. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know totally. And I mean, you know, this, um, one of my longest client, well, actually my longest client ever is Ross video. And they did that. I'm not allowed to say the name. You know that big football game that happened a couple Sundays ago? Yeah, I heard about it in the States, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm just not allowed to say it because it's branded um, and they have ownership rights. But, you know, there was like a big game and there might have been like a big quarterback who's like famous. So Ottawa Technology did that, right? Um, and we were able to, you know, hashtag big game and, and stuff like that. And I, um, I remember this is part of the reason why I do what I do is I was in a bar. Don't all good conversations happen in a bar yeah. in Amsterdam with the CEO, David Ross, who I, I just, I think he is the most amazing leader. And we were there nine years ago and i said everybody needs to know about your company like this is mind-blowing what you're doing like mm. you've got robots you've got live production you're doing a whole bunch of tv shows that we have all watched that may sound like got talent um you know people turning around their chairs all kinds of you know stuff um 
But I think that that's an Ottawa thing. And I, I'll ask you both your opinion. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to ask you questions, but is that an Ottawa thing that we don't really brag about the fact that we had that big game on Sunday? I have a feeling Ottawa. it's a Canadian thing. We hear this a lot. And one of the reasons, uh, differences between the, the United States, let's say, and Canada is, well, at least from my experience and what I've heard, you know, I do a bit of networking here and there. It's um, everywhere. People are much more timid to talk about their successes or what they're looking for. And so it's not, I don't, I would say it's not necessarily an Ottawa thing. What, what about you, Sean? What do you think? Yeah, I totally agree. I find as the stereotype Canadians, we're overly polite. So it's just more overstepping that boundary that we've created in the sand uh, of what is okay and not okay. Cause again, sort of self pushing and all that sort of stuff is kind of hard to deal with sometimes. And some people spend their entire times sort of pushing themselves onto you and all of their achievements. So you see that, especially in some of the bad cases and you sort of take a step back, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, Kimothy, one of the ways you said you, you adopted and pivoted at the beginning was so generous of you and the philanthropy part of you is to offer some of your products and your services rather complimentary. I know you, uh, Invest Ottawa is a good client of yours and, and you've been helping them out for a long time, Ottawa Board of Trade. It's it's this type of, of giving back that really helps people stay in business, not only for the bottom line, but it's that community giving and spirit that really, really is, is needed. And, and I think we're seeing that a lot during COVID. Well, thank you for saying that, but I, I actually don't think, honestly, Jared, that I was alone. Um, you know, as you know, I worked for 30 years on the Geo Telethon and um, gosh, <laughs> can't even begin to, cause I'm gonna forget somebody, but like Heart Institute, the Royal Ottawa, all kinds of things. This is the community that we live in. Um, you know, uh, gosh, I slept on, when I was much younger, I slept on the streets for five nights for Operation Come Home. Um, to see what it was like to be homeless and, you know, just little things like no bathrooms, right? Um, this is the community that we live in. And I think that this is actually why um, we're doing so well is that we care about others. We care about putting the masks on our face before everybody else was embracing it worldwide. We cared about leaving the grocery window from, I think it was like 7.30 to 8.30 for our senior citizens. Um, oh my gosh, those Christmas cards. I mean, Jared, I think we're both from Orleans, right? The Christmas cards for that seniors facility so that the seniors didn't feel vulnerable. They got like 10,000 Christmas cards. That's the community that we live in. And I think with COVID, um, I think with COVID, it was emotional and it was painful and we missed, you know, I haven't seen my kids in now 14 months almost, but I think that we protect our neighbors. I think that that's what this city is about. Yeah. I mean, what, what would you say would be some of the highlights during COVID, at least make it a bit more narrow-minded here in Ottawa, although it can be applicable to pretty much any city out there. Yeah, I think, um, 
I think the number one highlight for me would be that I think a lot of people have been doing a bit of soul searching. Mm -hmm. We were all running a hundred miles an hour, right? Um, you know, and I don't just mean entrepreneurs. I mean, this city, like people in government, people in main street and in, I, I would say a, a highlight was that we were all kind of forced to reevaluate. Um, I think that we really appreciate the ability to travel eventually a little more. I can't wait to get on a plane and land in Halifax, Nova Scotia and have my kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we took it for granted. You know, if I wanted to go to Montreal to see my parents, two hours right. later, I'm there. And now it's, yeah. it's a thought process. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I think driving is relatively safe, but I'm not going near an airport anytime soon. And, and as you know, Jared, some of my family is in the United States, mm -hmm. right? So I can't cross a border. And my, my family are all um, people that are getting vaccinated probably within the next four to six weeks. Well, lucky but them. I can't, yeah. I can't cross the border until I'm vaccinated. Well, well, you know, Kimothy, once uh, everybody gets vaccinated, I want to line up and be one of the first ones to give you a hug back. Oh, my God. I'm going to hug the, the bejesus <laughs> out of you. <laughs> and, and I may do that to people I don't even know. I swear to God, because it's so, like, uh, one of the things, because I live alone, because um, my kids are, you know, university age. Um I, I just think I'm going to run around, you know, in Orleans, the, the farm boy, locally owned, love, love Jeff. Um, I'm just going to go around and like hug random people. I, I you know, you know, this got me thinking, Kimothy. I just came up with a new hashtag. Hashtag R-A-H, random acts of hugging. Right. I, and I think I just see people going on the street, just hugging randomly and then tweeting about it. And you I know your but post I, first. I think that we need consent. I do feel it's important to ask people in advance, but um, yeah, but I'm, I'm going to be doing the like, oh my gosh, you know, is it okay if I hug you? Because um, human beings, we don't do really well in isolation. We're communal type people or um, uh, so I think that that's been the hardest thing is missing engagement interaction communication sharing of ideas face to face going to social like honestly jared that night can you imagine if we had known that that was going to be our last time in a lovely restaurant eating wonderful food like um i think we all would have taken some stock out in some of these social um online providers uh back then but keep it i mean in in the marketing industry that you're in with tiger lily Mm -hmm. You know, it's still like, like we said earlier, it's storytelling. It doesn't matter if we're in COVID or, you know, whatever, people still need to uh, promote their organization in order to stay in business. What has changed for you? How have you changed your messaging for some of your clients? You don't have to name them, but just, is there any guideline for how you get messaging out these days during COVID? Um. <clears throat> what we did for ourselves and for a number of our clients was went heavily into online um, because we couldn't go to the mayor's breakfast. We couldn't go to the Bob's 
I mean, remember the Bobs? Yeah. Um, beautiful event um, by Michael Curran, um, race weekend um, with 40,000 people. So, so we, in addition to our clients, went heavily online, um, promoting what we were doing, um, whether it was uh, Ottawa Board of Trade breakfast or Invest Ottawa doing something related to Digital Main Street, um, making sure that people knew about that online and that they could join. I mean, I know we have all these jokes about, you know, nobody wants another Zoom call. I'm not actually sure that's true because some of our clients did just free concerts. I mean, look at what Dave Khalil was doing um, with fundraising just by doing his Piano Man thing um, because people were craving for that sense of connection and they wanted to feel engaged. So, um, yeah, so online 100% became the new sexy. <laughs> yeah, I, you, you know, I think one of the reasons why Sean, when, when he came, uh, suggested coming up with this podcast, the, the Pivot to Success podcast, Right. I mentioned quicklier, uh, quicklier, that new word, quickly earlier, was that um, as a full-time musician and an event planner who hosts in-person events, 100% decrease overnight. There was no hope right. Right. for both of these industries. Some of the hardest, tough, the hardest, boy, I need to have another coffee. Some of the most hardest hits industries out there. And at the beginning, even throughout much of the pandemic, people were looking for toilet paper, virtual event platforms. So I adapted quite easily, if you will, by coming across this amazing platform and it's changed my life. But I want to hear more about you and, and Sean, like, let's pass it over to Sean maybe to field some questions. Yeah, Kimmy, I'm just very curious. So you're saying, so the messaging changed and obviously online was a big thing. As we progress through this, have there been things that specifically are sort of a takeaway for post-pandemic world that you can still utilize that's sort of a new um, tool in the tool belt type of thing? Yeah. You know, um, one of the things that I kind of laugh about, <clears throat> honestly, Sean, is <coughs> so, like, my job was to be on television for 25 years and then I was in media, well, for 30 years total, I still am if you count, you know, radio and stuff. One of the things that I love, Sean, is um, I totally gave up, like I have no makeup on right now, none. Um, yeah, my makeup's care. dried out by the way. I and, I and I don't care, I don't do my hair, you know, and I used to agonize about viewers who would write in about the fact that, um, you know, I do. I have like wild hair. It's always been a thing. And uh, now I don't care. My dog is in my, um, in my phone calls. Um, one of the things that I really hope that we don't forget when we recover is authenticity. Um, you know, you're here in my, in my office, my daughter did that piece of artwork, um, for me for Mother's Day. I, I really hope that we don't go back to pretense. I wouldn't know what to do with a pair of high heel shoes right now, honestly. Um, I've worn like slippers and Crocs around my house for almost a year. Um, that's one of the things that I think is like super cool is like we can be in meetings and somebody's cat just like walks across the keyboard yeah. 
and we're all like, all right, there's a cat. Um, I, I think that that has shown us to be wonderfully authentic and real and no more pretense, no more, you know, I took an hour to do my hair and, you know, like I've got, I got silver parts coming in here and, uh, and we're okay with that. Um, I think that that's a better way to do business without like all the, the pretense. Oh, you, you know, I, I have quite a few videos talking about networking and entrepreneurship and I have quite a few talking about being genuine, being authentic. And if I anything, you, I, I absolutely agree with you, Timothy, this will hopefully have people at least realize that this is who they are. They're in your dining room, your living room, your house. Like, yeah, you see your, your skinny cat, Andrew Scott, you know, walking around. Uh, walking, walking along with the tail, you know. And, and oh. I hope that this will continue going forward because one of the reasons people, uh, at least in my mind, never really appreciated the networking, they called it fake. You always try to put your best for hat forward and you try to puff yourself up in order to get business. No, people do business yeah. with those they, they could actually trust. And I think this is bringing out a lot of that. Well, and I hope it gives everybody a bit of a shake up too, you know? So, I mean, people are real people behind all of it, whether you're marketing yourself, selling yourself, discussing whatever it is at the end of the day, this is my living room. This is my cat. These are things just like you have. We're all the same, really. Why are we pretending that we don't have this whole real life behind us, right? Well, and to Sean's point too, and, and Jared, I know that um, in the meetings that uh, we've been having with um, Ottawa Board of Trade, um, mental health, right? Like, you know, I don't, I don't want to I don't want to pretend that this isn't hard. Like, I, I love the fact that, you know, we can see dogs and backgrounds, but this is hard for a lot of people. They're losing their businesses. And, um, and I know that we're trying to be kind of optimistic, but the other thing that I've really uh, honestly enjoyed is this hit at a time that I was coming out of grief from losing my dad like my dad died in my arms kind of grief and um one of the things that i think has been really positive about this experience for all of us is our ability to talk about grief loss um can't see my kids can't hug people live alone can't go to a grocery store without you know double masking and all this other kind of stuff um, so to, to Sean's point, we're more authentic and more real with each other and we're not pretending anymore to have life by the tail. You know what I mean? Like everybody has their fill in the blank. I'm not going to swear on your podcast. Um, everybody has their fill in the blank going on. I think it's lovely that we are all now able to share the fact that this is hard. It's hard. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm uh, appreciative that you brought up the word mental health. That's a huge issue, actually. Yeah. Sean and his uh, team over at TCC Canada have recently launched a new initiative for mental health for entrepreneurs. That's amazing. Yeah, for us, one of the hardest things is just watching people suffer in silence. So, so many different entrepreneurs, especially solopreneurs, are sitting on their own as it is. 
but at least they used to have some sort of interaction and maybe their business has been devastated. I mean, I don't even know, but just creating a platform for people to get together and discuss anything, but to help each other out. Because again, one of the things is it's really hard to ask for help. And when you're in a community with people that you can have an open conversation with, you can say, oh, well, I had to fire my marketing person, for example, because I can't afford it and I don't know what to do. And you can say, well, you know what? What we could do is help. And maybe there's something we could work so that you help me with some service and I help you with a service. And all of a sudden you've got help and you're not as desperate. So it's just about connecting people so that they have the opportunity to say, oh, I can help you. I got five minutes, no problem. Whereas to somebody else, it could be so insurmountable that you're just sitting there devastated thinking, I guess this is it. I'm going to have to give up because I have no way of getting out of this awful hole I've been handed. But Sean, could you have imagined before COVID, you and I and Jared having this really transparent conversation? We never would have done this before COVID. No. We would have been, no, we're all good, right? We're all good. I, I, we're I think about how many hours you would have spent in driving or taking the bus back and forth to get to your meetings. And and again, we could talk forever about the how much more productive people are, or perhaps not so much, as much. Um, but those who are self-motivated, at least the small business owners, who, who tend to be very uh, self-motivated, how much more productive we are. Yeah. And, well, I think one of the big things, sorry to cut you off there, Jared, is I think we've gotten with the whole shift to this online world is everybody's got their sort of Insta-perfect or Pinterest-perfect image of what their life really is. And now we're starting to see that that's not true. And people are falling apart. People are having problems. It isn't this perfect world. And we're all starting to get to a point that we can be like, you know what? It's not perfect. Somebody's or, screaming or over there or whatever, right? Or their dogs come into like, you know, meetings and stuff like that because, you know, this is, and, and apparently he's a little sleepy. Um, I, I love what you're saying there, Sean, because, um, you know, I did work in TV for a bit and it's all about the look and the, you know. So um, the authentic part really appealed to me because when I was suffering after the loss of my dad, I just felt that I had to put on the happy face, right? Like, oh, we heard your dad died. Are you okay? Oh yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. You, you know, um, Timothy, um, we only have maybe about another 10 minutes left. What does your future hold? Where do you think Tiger Lily is going to be in about six months from now? If you could forward thinking a little bit. Well, it's, um, it's interesting that you asked that today, Jared, because um, we've had a lot of questions from small businesses um, and small businesses who need some help. And as you know, I'm a, I'm a sucker for small businesses. So we've been trying to figure out a way that we can uh, help them. So we're now looking at developing um, other things um, that might be training courses, might be um, online tools that small businesses can use, um, particularly not-for-profits because they're having a tough time, right? So we're, we're trying to figure out ways that we can still pay our team but help those. Um, we're doing 
a lot of work these days with people who are into recovery mode, right? So they they kind of hit the snooze button. Um, for a for, year, perhaps. Yeah, for a year, uh, almost, <laughs> yeah. And now they're looking at hopeful uh, relaunching, rejuvenation, how do we rebuild? So that's interesting for us because that's new content, right? Because we've never really had to look at a rebuild because we never had a global disaster. Um, so yeah, I think for us, honestly, it's going to be about two years where we are in a rebuild mode. I, I think probably until 2023. Well, uh, you, you know, you talked about content and it, it's, it's such an valuable asset for people looking for content or creating their own original content. I mean, most recently we held an ESACS event with W. Brett Wilson, Michael Kern, publisher of the Ottawa Business Journal was our MC, Su Ling Ching, Ottawa Board of Trade, Mayor Watson from the City of Ottawa was there. And it was a huge resource. Uh, you were on the call, Sean. Um, and, and just helping people share ideas amongst themselves and just collaborate, communicate again. You know, the, the thing for me is like, and I almost get kind of like, you know, misty eyed thinking about it is that storytelling is part of the human condition since we became humans, right? Um, I feel incredibly blessed that um, my life has all been about storytelling. It is um, truly a gift, but you need to, for marketing communications, you need to make sure that your story is effective and um you know key messages all those things that that both of you know so that you can be heard because we're getting a lot of noise on the internet and there are hundreds if not thousands of people in our community who have a really good story what sets them apart is whether or not they have done that work on making sure that their story can be heard you know, we, we've all seen, you know, the story that comes out and goes viral because we're all like, wow, that's an incredible story. So, so it's not just a matter of having a really good story. What we try to do is help people realize what's magical about their story in terms of marketing. Um, or just sharing. I mean, they might just have like a really cute dog and a snowy owl on a on a on a pole <laughs> but but you know these are things that that you need to kind of understand the the dynamic of it so i i just consider myself a modern day storyteller really um and then putting that into a strategic plan so that people can share their stories but like, yeah that's I, such a great way to look at it too from a storytelling perspective i know from marketing i mean obviously that's always sort of the general idea but really getting specific with something that matters or is something significant i think that's so important if you had say one uh word of wisdom or something for companies looking to turn things around and really just get past this uh, what would you say to them that they could do from a marketing perspective that would really help them sort of push off from the standstill that we're sort of at still today? I really hate the word pivot. I really, really hate it. Um, so I'm going to use the word transition. All the rules went out the window 
um, the ones that are doing really well are those that were willing, open, um, and ready for transition. We're not going to be in the same place for a long time. Um, you, you so, know, I, I equated it. Actually, and, my, my father said to me uh, back when COVID started, he says, look, yeah, musician, event planner, it's, it's like when automobiles came out and you're selling horses. You need to change or you're not going to have a business. And it really hit home to me. He was absolutely right. And so now, because of COVID, if you don't transition or you don't see, people talk about the writing on the wall, if you don't have that vision of where things might be in the future, and it comes back to the planning. You're talking I want to hear your dad. Your dad is smart. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, no, but it, you, you, so change agility, that's a word that I use a lot in what we do. Um, there are people who are change agile and there are people who just like the, we've always done it this way. Well, it's a lot easier to t change or transition if you're a one person business instead of like, I don't know, a Ross. <laughs> yeah, although I have to say like Ross did like, super amazing stuff right like david ross like raised the minimum wage for all of his frontline workers mm. uh, hired 200 people um did that big show that sports thing that we talked about on a sunday with a quarterback um like wildly uh changed with a staff of almost a thousand people so i think that whether you're a solopreneur or whether you have a thousand people and products in 140 countries, it's a mind thing, right? Mm -hmm. Is okay. This is the life we've been given. This is the reality. Um, Jared, you and I have talked about this many times over the, the course of a year, because like you transitioned or pivoted like nobody's business. Um, you just, yeah, it's sad. You, you you deal with your grief and then you need to go, okay, so new reality. What are we doing here? You know, that's exactly it. I mean, when I realized, you know, what, what the situation was, at least for music, I've been playing for over 35 years, Kimothy, my saxophones, and I realized, I don't know if I'm going to go back to it. It's my, my love, my passion, my, my sense of security, all of that, all these years. And just to shelve it and find something else that works, never say never. But right now, I'm not focused on music at all. I live vicariously through my YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that um, part of what we need to do is acknowledge our sadness, our loss, and our grief. Yeah. This is hard stuff. Like, you know, I, I went to... Uh, Jared, you and I don't live that far from each other, but I went to our neighborhood grocery uh, this morning, early this morning, um, and, you know, had my mask on and, you know, my old lady glasses and the hat. And I thought, isn't it weird that um, I could walk in here and see a friend and they wouldn't even know it's me because I've got a hat on and, you know, the glasses and the mask. Well, there's nothing wrong with hats, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I love hats, but um, <laughs> that's the symbol of you. But I just thought it was so isolating to be invisible. I was completely invisible, right? Is 
normally I would see someone I know and I would stop and chat and yeah. And, and now them. when you think, oh, you're going to go sit for coffee with somebody at, at a local uh, place, you second guess? Yeah. I, and actually, like, the only um, – um, I had somebody that uh, – well, I mean, you know, Andre Page, obviously, who she, – she dropped off a Valentine's Day gift, and we sat in the snow – on my front step with our dogs on Valentine's Day, and she's my business partner. Um, and we sat there, and I thought, what a strange world we live in, where I can't even invite her into my home, and we're sitting in the snow in my driveway, right? Like, but I think I think we've all been adaptable, and that's where the change agility comes in. Is all right, I'm doing this because I need to protect another human being from um, anything that I might pick up in my travels to the very exciting gas station, Shoppers Drug Mart, or the Sobeys. You know, um, so my job is to make sure that I protect other human beings. Um, that's my very exciting life. Um, um, but I think that we all have a responsibility and I think we could do a whole other show on people who don't do that. Um, oh, yeah. I think yeah. We wanted to focus on optimism and what we're doing to support our community. And I believe that's that. Well, you know, Kim, you're a shining example of those who go out of their way um, to support community, get involved, get engaged and make things happen for the better and help other people in small business. So thank you. For everything you do and that pretty much wraps up our time here so on behalf of sean cochran from tcc canada myself jared goldsmith from esacs i want to thank and welcome our featured guest kimothy walker from tiger lily marketing thank you both i appreciate it <laughs>